Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we mount Lionel in VR. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news in the week, including those Best Buy leaks, and then with the VR modes for Zelda and Mario, and then on Thursday, come back because we are going to be ranking the Final Fantasy VII party members, because Final Fantasy VII is now on a Switch. Uh, but Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm feeling relieved, Patrick. Why is that? Relieved that we can finally talk about Final Fantasy VII on this show. And because we, we couldn't before. <laughs> we couldn't. It, we, it's our, our hands were bound. Except in absence. We could yes. only ever talk about its lack of appearance on Nintendo platforms. Right. But now we can. And I mean, you know, Cloud has been in Smash for years now. Old, years. It's old news. It is old news. Um, but we are only now getting to talk about it. And really, you know, like, get down into the nitty gritty of it. It's what we do best. It's People want this kind of detail work from us. Really getting our fingers into the scalp of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of things that you can get your fingers into the scalps of, um, do hedgehogs have scalps? Uh, pr- they have skulls, right? And so, it, what's a scalp? Technically, what's the scalp? It's it's the skin uh, that covers your, your head, sc- your skull, or is it just skin under hair? Oh, interesting. So dogs are just one big scalp. I mean, under their fur, sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm saying here that there's a difference between hair, hair and fur. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, and so a dog has no scalp. What is the difference b- to you between hair and fur? One is on an animal, the other is on a human being. Mm, interesting. Um, although I guess if someone like took the skin out from under my eyebrows, I wouldn't consider myself scalped. <laughs> so, <laughs> and are we not animals? Uh, all right. No. What? Well, yeah. Sh- yes. But, but sure. We, semantically, I understand your point. Right. Of course. Just, just as uh, you know, fish is not considered meat, culinarily speaking. <laughs> Humans are not considered animals uh, in terms of whatever I'm talking about. Right. right now. I mean, we are the ones that are making the designations. Totally. So we're not animals. We're above that. Look, all, these words only mean something because we let them mean something, Mark. S- speaking of which. Speaking of which, if you want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for Nintendo Switch, you can. All you got to do is email us your address, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. You don't even need to tell me why you want it. It's not even that kind of content. I mean, it's kind of implied you at least want to play it. Or at least look at it. Yeah, you, hold it, have it in your house. Here's the thing: you need not play it. Yeah, you, you could borrow it, put it up on a shelf, tell people that you own Sonic Forces, and then uh, don't tell them what happened to it when it disappears. Maybe you've heard what a bad game it is, and so mm. you are putting yourself on the list to act as a hero and prevent somebody else from having that stink in their home. Sure, did jumping on the grenade, exactly. pulling a real like Captain America here. A- absolutely. And, yeah. uh, here's something else though. If you've got that email address, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, there's something else you can do with it. You can be, like Captain America, a true hero. Jump on this grenade, people. And contribute to our listener question 250-ish episode spectacular. That's right. So coming up on May 9th, we are going to do an episode that is all driven by listener questions. That's you. So if you've been sitting on the bench, listening to this show, I assume while sitting on a bench, uh, and, and you haven't written into us before, maybe this is a good time to do this it. This is the perfect time to do it. Ask us any kind of questions you want. Hopefully they're Nintendo related or video game related. Yeah, maybe we'll do like an extended 433. Maybe I we'll mean, do multiple 433s. Maybe. Maybe every time a question comes up that is not Nintendo related, we will make it a 433. <laughs> basically yeah we're just gonna kind of see where the listener questions lead us but we would love for you to write in Mm -hmm. um and so uh this episode is gonna go live on may 9th we will probably be recording it uh the monday before that 
which means that your questions are due uh, May 5th, which is, of course, Cinco de Mayo and the first day of Ramadan. So you have no, uh, no reason to miss it. Yeah, lots to celebrate, lots to remember the due date by. That's right. So just send us your questions to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Oh, and one small debug before we get into the rest of the show. So last week, Patrick and I were struggling to remember what uh, ARMS, like, Splatfest type things are called. You say struggling. I gleefully forgot. (laughs) Uh, Party Punch is what I was calling them because I couldn't remember what they were actually called. Uh, It turns out that they are called, as far as I can tell, Party Crash. Party party Crash. crash. That makes sense. Does it? I mean, it... It makes sense that that is what it is called. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that sure. sounds right. Uh-huh. I guess yes. is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, more than anything. Do, is there a lot of crashing in the game? There's a lot of punching. Yeah. Seems like party, where my confusion comes from. It seems like around. party punch would have been better. Uh, well, all right. Um, that's all well and good. Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So I had a little bit of a, like a Goldilocks situation this weekend. I had a little bit of time to play video games. And so I booted on my Switch, which I hadn't done since uh, I got home at the beginning of April. Wow. And um, I had, oh, I had friend requests from people who presumably listened to the show. So that was really fun. Oh, yeah. We love it when you guys do that. Yeah, I'm getting Keep close to 99, I think, which is the max. So oh, Well, it's, it's 100, right? Oh, I guess 100. Yeah. Is the max. So if you haven't yet, send in your friend requests. Yeah, I believe I only have three more slots. Uh, and I, I would assume that you and I have essentially the same friends <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, what if people are choosing their favorites and they're like, <gasps> I like Patrick. I want to be his friend on Switch. I don't care for Mark's opinions. I don't want to know what he's... I bet I bet that happens all the time. Now well, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't have to pick your favorite. But if you do pick a favorite... <laughs> Tweet at us, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so had a little bit of a Goldilocks situation. Booted up the Switch. I uh, was friends with all the people who like me but don't like Patrick. Wow. And um, and so then I was like trying to find a game that I wanted to play. I was looking at the eShop. I was like, should I buy something? Should I buy mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII? Um, should I buy like Baba is You? No, I have a bunch of like games that I haven't put a ton of time into. So I turned on um, New Super Mar- Mario brothers you deluxe and started playing one level and is like i'm just not in the mood for this so i finally settled on the perfect video game tetris 99 thank you yes yes mark welcome it was exactly what i wanted like as soon as i started playing i was like yeah this is this is exactly what i wanted we're like i have to pay attention but not really it was like you could just like lose yourself in the mindless Mm -hmm. fun that is tetris 99 yeah and not beat yourself up when you don't win because you win like so few. I mean, of never. These I've never won. I've never. I've never made it into the top ten. I was getting destroyed when I was playing this weekend. It was like if I made it into the top fifty, I was elated. Yeah, and then Sarah was probably beating you a couple <laughs> times because she uh, she was playing over the weekend. Um, and you know when she plays, I also play a a, a couple games here and there. Um, but I think she won five times this weekend. Wow, which is uh very impressive. I have not won one since the uh since the tournament. Uh, and I believe I won two during that, and I won two before that. Um, so, yeah, like, my win count is in the uh, four. It's four. <laughs> my my husband was watching me play a little bit, and he was like, oh, um, are you playing Tetris? And I was like, yeah, it's like a battle Tetris. And he didn't say anything, but I could tell he felt like I wasn't doing very well, because I wasn't. And he was like, I'd probably be really good at this. Which made me a little bit upset, only because that's, like, you can't say that and then not play. Oh, totally. I, especially with Tetris. Tetris is one of those games that is very easy to, like, Monday morning quarterback, but, like, a second later, you know? <laughs> when when you're just like, shouldn't have put that there. <laughs> shouldn't have dropped that piece there. Um, but, like, actually in the moment, Tetris is a world's different from uh, watching someone else play it. Also, watching anyone play Tetris is, like, a maddening experience, right? Because the whole time you're thinking, this person's an idiot. <laughs> Why aren't their instincts identical to mine? But here's the thing is, I think he would be really good at it. Well, then put a controller <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with playing a little Tetris Dynet. And you were able to do this uh, as part of, because we both did this now. Uh, we redeemed our Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime, 
Um, yes, that's right. The free, free online. Uh-huh. Um, not that we won't, weren't both already subscribed, uh, but hey, you can get a year of it for free. You just got to go to uh, the Twitch Prime link. Just Google uh, uh, Twitch Prime Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, Switch Online, online. Um, and uh, do that and get yourself a, a free year of this thing. It'll save you 20 bucks. Mark, I've been playing. Well, first, first, I believe that I have finished my experience of Yoshi's Crafted World. Does that mean that you defeated that like final boss gauntlet I thing? I defeated that final boss gauntlet thing. Um, it, it was very difficult, um, but when I got through it, I felt great, um, and it was a ton of ton of fun. I loved it. Um, it unlocks a robot. Who like you know they uh, to get into every level a robot is kind of blocking the way and you need to give him a certain number of flowers five ten uh fifteen as you're going through the uh, the twenty the, no no mark <laughs> as you are going through the the hidden hills levels it's it's thirty between each one I see um and then fifty before the last one so it's 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 a lot of flowers to get through just the the hidden hill zone um and I did that, and then a new robot appears ooh uh, and this robot says, "I need three hundred and seventeen flowers now this is every flower in the game, every single one and that's when I said, "No, I'm good that's when I said i don't." I'm not going to do that. So I'm, it's every single flower in the game. Do you have to go back and re-earn every flower in the game in no, order no, to no. do that? No. So it's uh, there in the the game in total has like 690 whatever flowers, but you've just already spent. Oh, uh, so it's the remainder. You would have yes. to go back into every level and get every remaining flower. Right. No collectible uncollected. Uh, and I, I was curious, like, well, what is that? What does that get you? Did you just Google it? I just went online. Okay, yeah. And first of all, there are very few outlets that have gotten that far in this game. And actually, I find the uh, the wiki scene or like walkthrough scene for Yoshi's Crafted World to be kind of weak. Um, there are a lot of hard to find collectibles in this game, and I don't know why uh, someone's not on top of it. Uh, that being said, I do not step forward. To, <laughs> I do not volunteer to create that wiki. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went online and looked it up and uh, did like I watched a, a video of someone who had gotten all of them and was like, okay, uh, you know, here, here I we're showing like all the lists and getting here's all the things I got. The, this video is like uh, 45 minutes long, right? Um, and you know, ends with him like going up to the robot and like giving him all the flowers and you know, watching as it feeds him 317 flowers, which takes as long as you think it would. Um, and then uh, what does he get for it? I don't uh, Spoiler warning? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't think it's not. It's, it's, it's a costume. You get one costume oh, no. for this. And the, the costume is the, the Yoshi Dream Stone. So it is the, the thing that you were collecting the individual infinity stones for. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's it. Like, literally, there is nothing else. I love the fact that it's not worth it. It's like... Uh, oh, it's totally not worth I, it. I love, I, but I, I, like, the, if you collect all, what is it, like, 999 Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild? Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you, like, get nothing. Yeah, you get, you get a poop, right? Um, and, like, the, the video I was watching, the guy was, like, kind of disappointed that that's all he got. And then he was like, I'm going to try beating the game, rolling the credits, and seeing, you know, wearing the costume and seeing if that does anything. It does not. He was like... All right, what if I do the boss gauntlet? What if I do, like, the, the really hard one wearing the costume? It does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it, was, it was a pretty funny video, and now I wish I could uh, remember who put it up. But uh, not recommended. Don't, uh, don't collect all the flowers in Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, it gives you nothing to do so. Um, I have also been playing Super Mario Maker on my Wii U. Feeling that Super Mario Maker 2 hype? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling that Super Mario Maker 2 hype. I am... Uh, a little, I'm starting to get a little nervous about uh, the sort of like radial dial uh, mode of um, creation, uh, just because the touchpad and a stylus is such a like fun and intuitive kind of like intimate way to create levels. Um, there's something very, very fun to me about just like having uh, all of it right in front of me and, uh, you know, just sort of like lazily um, creating these levels. Like it feels very intimate. Um, and I just, I think some of that will be lost when you're interacting 
with the TV. But also, you know, maybe there will be a, a, a touch component too. Just like without the stylus, it doesn't feel like um, that'll really be like that. Uh, but I've been both making levels and uh, playing levels that are up online. I wish that the Miiverse was still there. Um, I got a ton of notifications that like people were posting comments about levels that I had made and uploaded and forgot about two years ago. Um, and uh, I can't see those comments oh, that's anymore. A bummer. They're all gone. <laughs> They're not saved somewhere. Um, but uh, and then I also played all of my old levels. Some of my old levels are very hard. I got mad at me a couple times. Um, were they? Were they? Were some of them like good though? Were you like, oh, oh these yeah, are quality levels? Yeah, because you know how sometimes you like write something, you're like, this sucks, and then uh, like months later, a year later, whatever, you go back to it, and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you're like, I don't remember writing that, but that was actually pretty good. Other times you look at it and you're like, you're like, wow, that was trash. Like, who are you trying to impress, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> uh, no, they, they, I. Uh, generally speaking, um, I, like, I don't know what I would have to really trace back, like what I was, uh, what was happening to me creatively when Mario Maker was out, like it first came out, but all of my levels are one idea just riffed on over and over again. Like there's, uh, there's a purity there that like nothing feels, um, like, uh, outside of what the game of the level was. Thousands of dollars of improv. There we go. Glasses will do that to you. And now no one can comment on them anymore. <laughs> All right. That's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Today, April 9th, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy is out on the Switch eShop. Oh, that's exciting. It is exciting. I was very tempted to buy this. I haven't bought it yet. Um, I love these games. Yes. These are my favorite games in like the Ace Attorney series. Um, but I just don't know that I need to play all of them again. Sure. And it's one of those things where because it's all three, it almost guarantees that I won't really like play all of it because it's just too much Ace Attorney at one time. But would you pay the price of buying all three to just buy one of them? No. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, and again, and it's it's not like I have to play all of these at one time. Yeah. I may just buy them because I love these games and I like want to own them on Switch in case I ever want to go back to them. But if you've never played uh Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, this is a great opportunity to pick them up. Yeah. Really fun, really great games. Uh on Wednesday, April 10th, we get our April Nintendo Switch Online NES online games. Great. Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream. Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels, and Star Soldier. Uh, so let's talk about uh, this. Is, it's kind of a a, a weird um, a bunch of games with like the least weird being uh, Punch Out, right? Right. Um, but even still, we got to talk a little bit about uh, Punch Out. It is, of course, the Punch Out that does not feature uh, Mike Tyson, um, because after two years of publishing, three years of publishing uh, Punch Out featuring Mike Tyson, um, Nintendo's contract with uh, Tyson like uh lapsed ended yeah mm. it lapsed uh and also this is when uh people started to discover like oh m you know maybe he's like a monster in real life um and so you know they didn't pursue that any further um and they put out uh the same exact same game featuring mr dream and it's just like a a swap um that it's the same character same movesets he just looks different so there's three versions of punch out for nes there's just like straight up punch out uh-huh and then there's Punch Out featuring Mike Tyson, and then there's Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream. Is that correct? So I don't think that the original. So there's the arcade Punch Out. Which version is on the NES Classic Edition? I believe with Mr. Dream. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but I I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and and uh, check it out. I'm not good at Punch Out. Um, is not a game that I ever like sat down and learned all of the um fighter patterns for. So. Uh, who's the last fighter in there? I might, <laughs> I, I might never know. Um, but on April fourth, uh, this year, Mike Tyson tweeted, um, with a screenshot of Nintendo of America's uh, tweet announcing these uh games. Um, mis uh, here's Mike Tyson's tweet: Mister Dream. Everyone tell Nintendo who who they think of when they hear Punch Out. And then, like, an hour later, he tweeted, Heard Nintendo is doing a new Punch-Out without even contacting me. It won't be the same. My knockouts made the game. That's whack. 
Nobody tell them about the SNES or, or the Wii, Wii version. One. Yeah, or the fact that they put out a, a version of this game without him in 1990. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was just a, a very bizarre thing. And also, his knockouts made the game. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Here's another question for you. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Pass. Hard so, pass. So <laughs> <laughs> I only ever did this ever actually release on NES, or was the first time. We saw this. The only time we've seen this is part of the uh, All-Stars collection on SNES. So that is the first time we saw it, for sure. It was never released on the NES. However, it has been re-released in uh, various virtual consoles since then. Um, I know I have purchased it on the Wii uh, virtual console, and I have it on my 3DS uh, through that virtual console as well. Okay, because I guess the part I don't understand is obviously the Lost Levels was released on the NES, or at least the Famicom, in Japan as yes. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes. But the lost levels when it came here, w- didn't it have like the visual upgrades and all that kind of stuff that yeah, only, all the Mario only Brothers as, games? Only as part of that collection. Um, when but, but it's a but it's a different game or like it's not the exact same game as Super Mario Brothers 2. Like they made it easier. Like there were adjustments made. Oh, that's not my understanding at all. My understanding is that Super Mario Brothers the the Lost Levels is identical to Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan. I don't think that's true, but maybe it is. So basically, let's say it is. Then uh cuz I'm usually wrong about these things when it when it comes down to like me saying one thing and you being like, "I don't think so." Um I find actually that both you and I proceed with some amount of confidence and then when the other person says, "I don't think so," the other one immediately backs down. <laughs> it doesn't matter which way it's it's going. <laughs> okay, well, let's say the uh Lost Levels is the same game as Super Mario Brothers 2. Are you saying that they are just releasing Super Mario Brothers 2? Basically, what I'm saying is I don't think Lost Levels, as we know it, as Lost Levels, was ever released on the NES. So I don't know what this game is. No, I agree with you 100%. But there is uh, Super Mario Brothers. The Lost Levels has been released on other virtual consoles without the Super Nintendo Mario All-Stars like updated graphics. That has already happened. And you're saying the way that that's possible is because it is literally the same game as Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I but you know localized so uh you know there's not Japanese text on the screen although I don't actually don't know what text would there be on the screen I guess uh Mario our princess is in another castle but yeah it's it's in English but yeah interesting uh listener if you have more clarity on which one of us is correct yep uh you should email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com and then but also co- just like email us questions for our question episode. <laughs> oh that'll, yeah, maybe that'll be, that'll be more fun. Maybe like, could you guys research this more? Question mark could be a question for that show. Okay, I don't want any sassy questions. <laughs> I do, I do. I, I want a lot of sassy questions. Uh, where we're like on our toes the entire episode, like apologizing and just like real nervous, sweating profusely. Okay, and finally, <laughs> I want all the questions to start. Shouldn't you apologize for <laughs> dot dot dot? Uh, and then finally, Star Soldier, which. Uh, appears to be a shoot 'em up by uh, Hudson, and I, I have never played this game, but I like the title because um, you could sing it as you would sing Goldfinger, uh, Star oh, Soldier, exactly, or like Moon River, uh-huh. which would same, sound same, almost same exactly <laughs> the same. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much Star Soldier. On April 11th, Hellblade. Uh, how do you how do you say Senua? Senua's sacrifice is released. This was like kind of a surprise announcement. Mm-hmm. You played this on the PS4. I'm kind of interested in picking this up. This is a great game. Um, it is uh, a like psychological thriller of sorts. Um, you play as a woman who is uh, gradually going mad, and she carries her lover's head on like a, a hip bag. Um, as she like tries to bury his remains and then just like sees stuff in the world. Yeah, is it, is it fair to call this a walking simulator? No, because there's combat. There's oh, a lo- okay. there's a lot of combat in here, and um, there are like the puzzle solving elements are you have to see runes uh, like in the makeup of the environments that you're in. So like uh, you'll see that you have to like target you know three three different runes and it'll show you the shapes of the runes, and you really just have to like stand in the right place so that like the ladder leans against a tree in a way that like it looks oh, like gotcha. the rune. Mm-hmm. Um and like as you're doing this, uh you can't really tell if what she's seeing is real or is fake because she's 
you know, having the psychotic break, uh, and this is in an era before anyone understands psychosis. Um, so she's just treated as like an outcast and a witch. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's it's cool, and I, I suppose it takes the like positive aspects of uh, a, a walking simulator and puts um, some cool combat and uh, and stuff. But it it can be an intense experience. Um, I, I played this game in an apartment where we had the uh, air conditioning running full blast because it was hot, um, and therefore it was kind of loud, so the volume was turned up. And like this game creates a nightmarish soundscape that just sort of like crushes everyone while you play, um, or crushes you while you play. Uh, and so that can be part of the experience if you wanted to. And then on Friday, April 12th, uh, the Nintendo Labo ToyCon kit number four, the VR kit, hey! is released. And also uh, Young Link, Ken, and Daisy Amiibo are coming out on Friday as well. Um, that's exciting. Do I need to get my hands on a Young Link? I think I do. Maybe just to like round out yeah. the collection. I've got, I believe, every other Zelda Amiibo. So it would it would be wrong. It would be wrong. It would be. Not. It would be. It'd wrong. be against God. Um. Also, one thing I just want to note that uh, it happened sometime last week. But do- did you see the Donkey Kong Country Three, the arcade archive version, was released for Switch? No, not Donkey Kong Country Three. But oh, Donkey sorry. Kong excuse 3. me. Donkey Kong Three. Donkey Kong Three, the arcade archives. Yep, is out on Switch. So if you want to, you could get the whole original Donkey Kong trilogy as it appears on arcades on Switch. Here's the thing. Donkey Kong Three is not a. Uh, it, there's no point in playing it. Like it's, <laughs> I'm I'm I am shocked to hear you say this. I feel like you're the show's yes. resident Donkey Kong Three booster. I I, I am Stanley the Bugman. Uh, Stanley the Bugman. I love Stanley the Bugman. This game is no fun. It's like not. <laughs> it's not a good game. It doesn't control well. The enemies are, are weird and look weird. Um and yeah, it's it's just a, it's a confusing game. You can play it for like five minutes and then you're like oh good i never need to oh touch wow i thought i was bringing you good news no <laughs> you aren't where have i played this game before why 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 do i have a lot of experience with donkey kong 3 don't know but i do mark i do okay uh that's gonna be that's gonna be it for the new releases let's close out this segment And now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, you have decided to surprise me with the topic today. Right, just because uh, I need you to go into this with an open mind and not, like any preconceived notions right so i uh i have a friend who um every time they take a drink of something Mm. they finish it off by going "Ah," Uh, like they were in a soda commercial sure um and are they also holding the soda can so like you can see the brand logo yeah Mm -hmm. uh have you considered this person is in a soda commercial (laughs) uh and it kind of drives me crazy, or at least it did, because mm. um, they don't realize they're doing it. Like, I don't think they realize they're doing it. And it got me wondering if, like, that actually increases the refreshment that one feels after I, you take a drink. I, I don't. I think if it ever had that effect on them, like, yeah. psychologically, that they have done it so many times now that, like, that has all just been run over in their head. Oh, right? interesting. That, like, um, that is all just kind of like washed itself out. Yeah, and ma- made itself even. That sort of thing is very interesting to me because it's obviously like, sorry, the audience here in the crowd <laughs> watching four thirty three is amused by something. Um, so, you know how, uh, like, sometimes you can tell someone's putting on a specific laugh, mm-hmm. um, or like, uh, I-, I remember when I was young, um, my my father has a very distinct sneeze. Uh, may I perform it for you? Please. <clears throat> he goes. <laughs> it's always like that. Um, always with that. Da, 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 da. Um, and so I went through a like period where I wanted to also have like an audible articulated sneeze. Sure. And then I had a hard time like pulling it back after that. Like because I made myself sort of uh, vocalize a little bit during a sneeze. 
then it just sort of became part of my sneeze. So I have another friend who is very like curmudgeonly and they like are aware of it. And they say like, oh, it started out as like a joke. And that it's just how I did it so often. It's like a classic, like, if you make that face long enough, it's going to stick. Yeah. No, I think that stuff's real. Uh, and I, I mean, it's true also of uh, vocabulary, right? Like, I remember there there was a long time that I was using uh, the word totes, like, ironically. And then it just, like, fell into my vocabulary. And then I was just like, no, I guess it's just a word I say. Or, like, how we all say bro now. And, like... <laughs> You know, no one no one thinks twice about it. It's just part of the way we speak. I think we should try it though. I think we should try. I'm genuinely curious is if if we take a drink and go if it if it will if it does that increase your refreshment. Let me try. Let me try. All right, yeah, go we'll for it. Our experience. What do you think? I'm going to say yes. It did a little bit. So you did like I a- felt more I felt a little more refreshed. And maybe that's just because it's like you're taking a deep breath, mm-hmm. sw- like drinking and then letting a like that breath out. So which you you doing like a like real a breathing like ritual. Yeah, like a real open mouth. Right. Uh, breathe out. Okay, mm-hmm. let me try. Let me yeah, try. Yeah. No. Nothing? No, I don't oh. think so. See, maybe like I just appreciate simple joys in life more than wow. you do. Wow. <laughs> But that's just an, another reason for people, for people to friend me. Oh, okay. But come on. I'm just... Uh, look, Mark's probably lying to you. <laughs> Do you want to be friends with a liar? We're not going to say friends on what? Because <laughs> yeah, that would... Oh, right. That would break that would the be contract. breaking the contract. Um... Can you think of any other, or, or like, do you have any of those things uh, like that <sighs> you have? No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. You're right. It is annoying. Uh, but like with, with like a laugh or or anything along those lines? I mean, I have a very distinctive laugh, mm-hmm. w- which uh, not everybody enjoys. I remember working at a bookstore uh, when I was in college and an old, like I was up at the front, like at the register and it was a Borders, which... Um, <laughs> It doesn't exist anymore, so if you're not familiar with the Borders, it's basically like a Barnes and Noble, which you may or may not be familiar with, but basically there it's were a big like bookstore. Yeah, there were like registers at the front and in the back was like the cafe. And an old man got up from I was like talking to one of the uh somebody else at the register and we were like laughing and then, well, I guess we'll never know. Wow, that's a heartbreak. I might have already told this story, so uh all right. Well we were accompanied today by future workspace. Um did we say, I guess we'll never know? You said, I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Future workspace. All right, Mark, let's get out. Let's get into the news. Last week, there was an apparent leak. You can't see me doing the air quotes, but leak. You can hear it, though. On Best Buy's internal inventory system that included listings for Persona 5 for Switch, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime Trilogy for Switch, mm-hmm. and The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, for switch okay all right so uh megaton news drop if real right i mean persona persona 5 for switch much rumored but there's been no like confirmation at all that it exists right and actually very little to suggest that it is real yes um evidence that it is real or that it could be real is that uh Persona 5S is something that uh, Atlas is going or has announced, and they are going to reveal on April 25th um, what the S stands for or what that game is is a total mystery right now. Um, we uh, Persona 5R, which was revealed to be Persona 5 The Royal, Royal. Um, uh, there was a trailer for that which started with the PlayStation logo, so we know that for sure that that's a PlayStation product. We do not have that much information about Persona 5S. So is it a PlayStation product? Is it a multi-platform product? Is it a Switch product? It could be a Switch product. S could stand for Switch. That could be right. It could be Stadium. S could stand for Stadium. It could be a Persona fighting game. They do the they do that for these games. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just the the evidence right now is laid out that like it could be Persona for Switch, it could not be Persona for Switch. Metro Prime Trilogy for Switch, much rumored. Yes, but again, same sort of thing. Uh, no proof that it exists other than the rumors. Yeah, and that people want it. Uh, and with uh, 
uh, Metroid Prime 4 being pushed back until, you know, God knows when. Uh, I think that's another thing that just makes people go, well, put out the trilogy um, as if it is something that is done and can just be pushed out. And then there's the big question mark here, which is the Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Uh, that's the one that's the one that's so weird and so random that makes me suspect that this is true. Right. Because it's not like somebody fat fingered uh, Link's Awakening. Right. Right. If you type in Link's Awakening, it doesn't autocorrect to <laughs> a link to the past. But also, I mean, it could just be some like weird guesses that yeah, and these these three entries could be totally unrelated. Right, absolutely. Um if yeah. I mean w- I guess in the realm of possibility, Best Buy does sell download cards for games. So yeah. maybe like instead of uh Super Nintendo games being part of some like online subscription like nes games are they're just going to release them like they do arcade archives or whatever and yeah it's totally possible like i don't know i really don't know what to make of this at all i mean i suppose it's also possible that uh the link to the past or the uh sorry link's awakening team is just remaking all the 2d zeldas in that same engine yeah they're just gonna put them all out also possible um who who knows uh it's uh a you know, and th- this is not... Uh, or maybe it's some sort of, like, collectible, like, the name is really long, and so... Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that it's, like, a, a special Link to the Past. Hey, we didn't get a Link to the Past Amiibo when they were doing the Zelda 30th Anniversary um, collection. There's no Zelda 2 Amiibo. There's no Link to the Past Amiibo. There's no Link's Awakening Amiibo. They could put the three of those out alongside the uh, Link's Awakening remake. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all, all of this is... Uh, it's you you mentioned that it's best buy's internal inventory system um so this is not anything that was ever meant to be like client or customer facing or anything like that uh, i would be willing to believe that there are um listings in their inventory for thousands of products that will never be made will never be sold these have also since been deleted yeah so so there you go uh there have been rumors for a while now that years ago, Nintendo reached out to the developers of the Burnout franchise, which is like racing games, Criterion, about developing a new F-Zero game. Mm. And for fans of F-Zero, this was always something that like, you know, Nintendo, it's not a dead franchise. They're like looking for ways to make this happen. Um, and that at the time, Criterion couldn't develop anything because of the, they were owned by EA and they had like obligations to whatever franchise they were working on at the time. Okay. In a recent episode of the Game Informer show, Criterion founder Alex Ward, who left the developer back in 2014 to start his own company, Three Fields Entertainment, cleared up exactly what happened. Mm. So he says basically someone very junior at Nintendo of Europe sent him an email saying something like, hey, some of us were talking... Uh, okay. And uh, Alex replied to the email explaining that they that Criterion was wholly owned by EA and uh, gave him the email of the contact at EA who you would reach out to for like something like that. And uh, sure, so it, which is to suggest that it's not these weren't high level decisions, right? Or high level conversations going on here. It was like somebody found him on LinkedIn or something and. Yeah, send them an email. They're like, this is this is uh, the uh, equivalent of sliding into the DMs. <laughs> is is what it is, right? Um, so, someone a little bit too presumptuously being like, "Hey, <laughs> you guys want to make an F Zero game? I think it'd be cool." Uh, so yeah, so it sounds like it was not ever really a thing. Uh, Alex Ward also went on to say that he's not, he doesn't even really like F Zero that much, and given the opportunity, he would choose to not develop it because he and his company want to focus on their own IP. Uh, how are you on F-Zero? How do you, how do you feel I'm about I'm completely indifferent. Yeah. Um, I think the only F-Zero game I've ever played is the Super Nintendo one, which I, is obviously the, the first, um, and it's dated as all get out. Um, and I like it okay. I like the music. I like the aesthetics. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if, if I were him, uh, I would also say, not really big on F-Zero. I'd rather do something new. According to GameStop, the Switch release of Wolfenstein Youngblood won't come with a cartridge. Inside the box will be a digital code for redemption on the eShop, but that's it. Um, This is weird, right? I, I, is it? I mean, it is weird in that... So, 
we've seen a lot of game collections, right? Where like it's two games being sold together and one of them is on the card and the other one is a, a digital download. Or we've seen, I think like Doom and other large games like that where you buy the cart, but then there is an additional it download to get like everything. Download. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like when it comes down to that, let me ask you this. Uh, no, the, 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 the real issue here is that it, takes away the resellability of uh and i think also just like the permanence yeah because at any time really you know like we saw with um super mario maker you know at any time nintendo or bethesda or whatever could just when the eShop ends yeah you know like you won't you don't really own the game which i think is a lot of people's problem with going digital only yeah um and you know the is 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 uh, especially difficult if like you know the because this is obviously going to be a big game right like if uh you've got bad download speed or whatever oh um, sure or you just don't want to buy an enormous yeah memory uh, card memory card yeah um so i i think this is kind of crummy so this hasn't been confirmed by bethesda they haven't said anything uh, it's just coming from gamestop but i i agree i mean yes i agree for me yeah. personally i buy all of my games digitally I've kind of embraced the impermanence of all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean that that's a great way for any of this to operate. Right. Like I'm, I'm happy that there are uh, that both options exist. That you can usually buy something uh, physically or buy it digitally. And even if you are buying it uh, digitally or physically, and you need to have like some, you know, download or or whatever to uh, play it. Um, I guess that that's the part that bothers me. If you buy something in a store, you shouldn't also need an internet connection um, in order to enjoy at least some version of it. Like, I get that, uh, you know, if I buy a game and, like, don't download the day one patch, like, there will be some bugs in it or whatever, but you can still kind of enjoy the game. Uh, any game that requires you to, uh, requires you to download something on the first day to even play it uh, seems, like, kind of scammy to me. Labo VR is coming out this Friday, but if yep. you're but if you're not ready to pick it up yet, on Sunday, April fourteenth, from eleven a.m. to two thirty p.m., Best Buy stores uh, across the U.S. will be ha- holding hand-on dem- hands-on demos. Interesting with the system, so you can check out Best Buy's website to find out if a store close to you is participating. Uh, one day, yeah, just to demo the like the VR capabilities of the of nintendo labo i mean let's be honest it's not gonna take more than one day i mean i guess but like that means you have to like go that day from 11 a.m to 2 30 is such a weird narrow window <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah yeah no and like the the thing that's especially weird about this to me is like i feel like uh this is what playstation should be doing with like their vr stuff um because like VR is something that like you buy into and then there's like a big uh you know like ecosystem of games and you know applications that support it and that's not really going to be the case for Labo VR and also not really what I think of as the selling point for Labo the whole thing seems weird to me yeah i mean i assume nintendo is like paying that a would promotional that too, fee yeah. for it so i'm sure that's why best buy is doing it i actually i i think it's a good idea because I think there are people who are very curious about what Labo VR is going to be like um, and just want to check it out. And even if a small percentage of those people are so, like convinced to buy mm-hmm. Labo VR, I think it's a worthwhile exercise. They must be uh, confident in the experience then. Well, I, I mean, mean, at least semi clearly because they're selling it for like 80 bucks. Yeah, but that's what they sell all the Labo kits for. Right. So yes, they are confident in it. But I'm just saying that like do you, they they weren't confident in like the um software experience of any of the previous Labo kits. Like they I think they understand that what is compelling about uh Labo for the most part is building it and then the novelty of using a thing you just built to play a game. Um and it seems like they're you're not going to be going to a Best Buy and like building something at best buy right you're going to be going there and they're going to hand you a completed labo kit um vr kit Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i the 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 whole thing i'm very interested in uh, and you know we will get our hands on a a labo vr 
um, and play as many of these experiences as we can. Um, but like right now, I'm still very like, it seems very, it all seems very strange to me. Speaking of Labo VR, uh, Nintendo has revealed that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey will be getting updates later this month to support some sort of Labo VR functionality in each game. Uh, yeah, this stuff is crazy. Um, so starting with Odyssey, uh, it looks like it is just individual like uh, slices of the game. Yeah, like I mean, both, both of them seems like, yeah. So uh, in Odyssey, they're promising basically just like some bonus experiences that they're describing as bite-sized. Uh, you can revisit the uh, Cap Kingdom, the Seaside Kingdom, and the Luncheon Kingdoms. And there's three new mini missions that appear to be just like the collecting music notes yeah. and coins. Uh, and and these stuff. Uh, these all look uh, from, from the video um, trailer that they had for it. Uh, these all look a little bit like Asherbot Rescue Mission, if you've played that on PlayStation VR, which is a very, like, um, fixed perspective. Like, you're, the camera, you, are in one location, and then you control Mario, like, within that space, and you can, like, move your head around to see more around that space. But you don't have to worry about, like, a motion sickness element, mm -hmm. because you're not actually, the camera's not moving. It'll pivot around, but it won't actually move. Um, and then what's the deal with Breath of the Wild? So, basically, they say that it's, like, see Link's world in a whole new way with Nintendo Labo VR. Um, it's like a feature that you can toggle on and off. I don't really understand it. Here's, it here's looks, my guess. It looks like it's the whole game. My, my guess is that it's going to be something like, you you know how you pick up the Sheikah Slate? Yeah. And it, it can like zoom in and out and like all that kind of stuff, like use it to look around. Yeah. I wonder if that's basically mm. what it's going to be if it's like just when you're in that first person like tagging stuff mode yeah and you just have to like slide it into the vr headset when that's happening i mean the the thing to remember for all of these is that the labo vr headset does not have a stand it does not have a strap so you while playing these games you will be holding it up to your head you'll have to uh, and that's also the only way it will know that you're tilting your head and like to move the camera around is because the joy cons are stuck in it just so many unanswered questions it's it's gonna be this is gonna i i i don't think any of this is gonna work well um i i like the idea of playing either of these games in vr but like i've expressed this multiple times on the show but uh vr for me is such a uh like physical like physical comfort playing vr is so important and that's one of the things i like about the playstation vr is the headset is nice it's adjustable it's uh it feels very natural um, and just I, when you put it on, you stop thinking about it. Um, and if I have to think about holding this thing up to my face, that puts it at like a sub virtual boy level, um, which also when is that library coming to the switch? So uh, Labo VR, of course, com of course, comes out this Friday. The updates to Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild drop on April 25th. So a little bit of time. One day before end game. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Something to do in line. Uh, in an update <laughs> on do that. <laughs> in an update on the official Starlink Battle for Atlas website, the game's developers acknowledged that the game sold below expectations, and uh, that means that there will be no new toys released in the future. Hmm. Um, but fans of the game can still look forward to new digital ships, pilots, and weapons to collect in addition to new activities, missions, and challenges coming soon. Uh, it, it always seemed like a bold strategy to be selling toys of characters that nobody knew. Yeah, and it just seemed so, um, like, way after the fact. Oh, yeah. Like, like all these, yeah. like, Toy for Life things were already shutting down right. when, before this was even announced. Yeah, for, yeah, like a long time, right? Um. Because like uh, Disney Infinity and Skylanders, which I guess is another is is an example of uh, selling toys of characters nobody knew at that time. Um, I mean, Spyro was Spyro, a main but part that was, of that. But that's it. Like Spyro, sure. and then everyone else is you know like a weird lava monster. Yeah, kids loved him, I guess. Um, but like Starlink d isn't really even or doesn't even really appear to be marketed towards kids or like designed for kids. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, the, the whole thing's just sort of confusing. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to continue to support it with um, digital content because <clears throat> it's not a bad game. Um, but, you know, it was maybe just a, a weird fit for Toys to Life. 
uh, Theme Park Universal Studios Singapore announced that they are getting a Super Nintendo Land or Super Nintendo World Land. Very good. <laughs> um, Super Nintendo Worlds were previously announced for Universal Studios Japan, Florida, and Hollywood. That with the Universal Studios Japan version opening first should be in time for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Oh boy, uh, I'm excited for um, Galaxy's Edge to open at uh, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. That's the Star Wars Land. Yeah, um, but like it, you know, it is just part of Disneyland. Uh, so it's going to take an already crowded, popular thing and like add another uh, popular, like new thing. I feel like it's just going to be uh, packed, right? It's going to yeah, be totally crowds on crowds on crowds. And that's what opening of a new uh, land at Universal Studios Japan plus 2020 Tokyo Olympics says to me, plus just Tokyo. <laughs> I mean, well, like, I, you could take both those special things away. So Universal Studios Japan is actually in Osaka. Ah, but there we point go. taken. Um, I know they're, they, what everybody presumes to be uh, Super, Super Nintendo World for Universal Studios Hollywood is already like under construction. Yeah. But um, so probably going to open here. In LA, I would guess around like 2021. Yeah. And Universal Studios has no qualms about selling like front of the line p- passes. That's right. They call it like Universal Studios Express. So we should just 100% do that. Yeah, no, let's, <laughs> let's do that. And then finally, Nintendo is holding another Tetris 99 Maximus Cup this oh, weekend. Yes. Uh, April 12th from 6 a.m. Pacific time to April 14th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Like last time, after the event, the top 999 players will receive 999 Nintendo Gold Coins. That's basically 10 bucks, and all you got to do is win a bunch at one of the hardest games there is. Mark, will you be playing? Uh, yeah, I'll probably dabble. I mean, I haven't won yet, so unless I have like an incredible upswing, maybe I'll just get my husband to do it. There you go. He's yeah. so good. <laughs> all right, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter uh, or any other place where you share things. We like all of it. Um, You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. You can also check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, Mike Tyson, you're whack. And thanks for listening. Campfire.